have somebody go out and and hold a boomerang over their head and paint it white <laughs> and take a picture of it and be like, there you go. Do you know how much money I would pay for a secret layer? Or no, no, no. That's what oh, I want half, for Judge. Oh, just half ass cosplay? Yes, that's what I want for Judge <laughs> promos in the future. I want them all to contain just the absolute bottom of the barrel cosplay attempts as the art. <laughs> Welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 256. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Perlman, and I am joined this morning, afternoon, evening, drive to work. I did those in the wrong order. Joined by one, Samantha Har. That's me. And today we are going to be talking about the long-awaited and much-promised modal double-face cards episode. Everything you ever wanted to know about modal double-face cards, but already learned with Zendikar Rising, we're going to go over it. Yeah, it seems like all these sets have come out in COVID time, so we haven't gotten to really play them much in person. Um, So, Brian, are we doing this episode because we think our listeners don't know much about modal double-faced cards, or because we might not know so much about modal double-faced cards? It's one thing it is, they're here to stay. They've been in the last three sets now. Uh, Watsi has said that this was kind of the year of modal double face cards, but it looks like they're extremely popular. They're very, very useful. And there is a lot of confusion about how they're different from transform cards, when to cast them, what's the difference between casting and playing, when can I mess with one side and not the other. So this is, we've done an episode on transform cards, we've done an episode on split cards, maybe I might be a liar on that. So it seems only right and natural to add another evergreen episode into our repertoire. So what is a an MDFC? Well, Brian. All right. So modal double-faced cards were first introduced in Zendikar Rising, had them in Kaldheim, now have them in Strixhaven. Um, modal double-faced cards are cards with two faces. They have a front face, and instead of a standard magic back, there is another card. So if you've been playing a while, they look a lot like cards with Transform, but they aren't. Um, Either side can be a land, artifact, creature, instant, sorcery, planeswalker, anything really. Um, So the front face symbol is a single black triangle inside a sideways teardrop. The back face symbol is two white triangles inside a sideways teardrop. This is different from Transform cards which have a different symbol. Um, the symbol's a little a little subtle. It took me a minute to figure that out when I was seeing these for the first time. But yeah, they... The double face cards? Yeah, they, they do indicate which side is the front and which is the back. Yeah, and and the, tra- the transform cards are... <laughs> it's kind of one of these things where, you know, well, how do you tell the difference between a modal double face card and a transform card? And the, the answer is... You know, well, they have different symbols. Transform cards actually have a few different symbols depending on the set. Like there's a sun and the moon in Innistrad, something else in like a squid thing in one of the other uh, Innistrad sets. I think they do change by set so that, you know, don't get confused there. Um, But you can tell that cards are transform cards, by the way. I think they all say transform. On the front front side, yeah. Transforming double face card and a modal double face card... Both have a non-standard magic back, i.e., like another like a, another card face back there. They ain't the same. They ain't. They, they ain't. ain't indeed. 
So hang on to your britches for this episode. <laughs> hang on to your britches. Okay, so is there is there anything else about the appearance of a modal double face card? Yeah, um so I think on Arena this is a little different, but on the paper versions they have a little reminder block on the bottom left that tells you gives you a little hint as to what the other side is, so that way you can kind of keep it in your mind when you are playing it and maybe can't see it right away. Um and if there is a time where you can look at the card, you can look at either side, which seems obvious, but that's the rule. Yeah. Let's let's talk about like how to cast these things, you know, kind of work our way up to some of the more complicated cases. So we're gonna we're gonna employ the uh the crawl walk run model for double face cards. So how do you cast this? So to determine whether it's legal to play a modal double face card, uh, the rules say like consider only the characteristics of the face you're playing and ignore the other face's characteristics. Okay, that's just a fancy way of saying like if you can play an instant, you know, if it's a time in the turn where you could play an instant and one of the sides is an instant, well, that's the only side you're going to look at it. So you cast it, you, you just cast it as an instant. If something tells you you can't cast permanent spells like Cody the Vociferous Codex, then you can't cast a side that's a permanent spell. If something tells you that you can cast creature cards from your graveyard and one of the sides, it doesn't matter which one, one of those sides is a creature, you can cast the creature side. Basically, you make the decision of the side, which side you're going to use when you put the spell on, on the stack or, or play the land at the point that you make a decision of casting or playing. We're going to talk a little bit about putting it into play or putting it onto the battlefield in just a, in just a second. So if an effect lets you play a specific modal double face card, you can either cast it as a spell or you can cast a spell side, or you can play the land side. Play means play a land or cast a spell. If an effect lets you cast a specific modal double face card, you can cast the spell side, but you can't play the land side. Okay? We don't cast a lands. Even if it's an enchantment land from Modern Horizon 2. If an effect lets you play or cast a card from a set of cards that modal double face card is in, you can do either as appropriate. So what this means is if uh, if you have an effect that says exile the top three cards of your library, you can cast those cards this turn without paying their mana cost. Then if a modal double face card is in that set of three cards, you can cast either side as appropriate. Okay, like, like you would a normal spell. So yeah, you get a little extra freebie choice. Yeah. So if an effect lets you... Now, here's where it's different between playing and putting putting it onto the battlefield. So if an effect lets you put a card into play or onto the battlefield without casting it, you only get to consider the front face. Hmm. So if something lets you put a land... If you have an effect that says you may put a land from your hand into play... And what you've got in your hand is you've got uh, Amiria's Call, which is a uh, a sorcery, and the backside that's it's a sorcery that put it, puts angels into play, but the backside of it is is Amiria uh, Shattered Skyclave, a land. So if you have an effect that says, "Hey, you can put a land from your hand onto the battlefield," and you've got Amiria's Call in your hand, you can't put Amiria Scattered Shattered Skyclave onto the battlefield. You're putting it onto the battlefield, you're not being told that you can play a land, okay? Now, if you had an effect that says you can play an additional land this turn, 
yeah, you can take Amiria's Call, flip it over, play your Amiria Shattered uh, uh, Skyclave. Those seem very similar, but yeah, that's a very key difference, isn't it? Uh, another thing to help drive this home is if an effect lets you put a creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield. So let's say you do one of those those plays where it's like, you know, all creatures of a particular type in your graveyard, you put them on the battlefield or anything like that. <laughs> and I, I picked this card as an example because I had such fun trying to pronounce it in the release notes episode. If an effect lets you put a creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield, you can put Uvilda Dean of Perfection on the battlefield, but not her back face, which is Nasari Dean of Expression, which is also a creature. Good job. Yeah. So you can put the Jin Wizard onto the battlefield, but not the Ifrit Shaman. Nasari being the, the Ifrit Shaman. All right. Whew. If an effect lets you return a sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand, okay, you can return Agadim's Awakening, which is uh, from Battle for Zendikar, or not Battle for Zendikar, Zendikar Rising. Um, it's a sorcery on the front and a land on the back. So you can return Agadim's Awakening, but not uh, the backside of Extus Auric Overlord, which is the sorcery Awaken the Blood Avatar. Uh, Exus Auric Overlord is a creature. On the back is a sorcery called Awaken the Blood Avatar. Kind of a cool name. But if an effect says you can return a sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand, you can't return Awaken the Blood Avatar. The Blood Avatar has to stay sleepy time. It snaps. One of the best parts about doing this through doing our notes through the Google Doc, is that it is trying so desperately to correct back side to back side like the butt of a card. <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of funny, though, that it's not flagging Extus Auric Overlord. It's, it's like, just... that's fine, but Extus yeah. is supposed to have a butt. It wants yeah. us to know. Yeah, yeah. Back, back space side wrong. Auric? Eh, you're fine. So casting or playing... In general, now we might get into some exceptions. If you're casting or playing, you can do either side as appropriate, okay? If you're searching or putting into play or returning to your hand or, or something like that, use the front face, all right? And we're going we're gonna to start talking about some other weird things uh, in a little bit, but what's, what's next to talk about? So next we're going to talk about the mana value of these cards, or uh, converted mana cost for those of us who are old. So modal double face cards have the mana value that they have printed on the appropriate side. They don't have all the silliness that transform or meld cards do. On the stack or the battlefield, you go by whatever side is up. Everywhere else, you just use the front face. Pretty, pretty straightforward. So if you remember with transform cards, none of the transform cards have a mana cost on the backside. Right. So you always, when when asked what the mana cost is, or sorry, not mana cost, what the when you're asked what the mana value is, you would always use the front face of the transform card if if it was backside up. Back space side. Thanks, Google. And I feel like that used to be different way back in the day. Wasn't there a it time did. in which it used to be zero? I think they changed that during my judge life. They did. So it used to be with transform cards, uh, mana value was zero. But I think, and, and I might be wrong on this, but they reprinted Ratchet Bomb around that time where, where Ratchet, I think it's I think it's Ratchet Bomb. 
And now we're going to pause while I look up and make sure that that's the card I'm thinking of. Sure. Um, Ratchet Bomb. Okay, so Ratchet Bomb is tap, put a charge counter on Ratchet Bomb. And then tap, sacrifice Ratchet Bomb, destroy each non-land permanent with mana value equal to the number of charge counters on Ratchet Bomb. So what would happen is Ratchet Bomb could nuke the backside of everything. And I think I think they might have done that actually when Meld became a thing. Because if you worked really hard to meld your two permanents together, and then someone just dropped a Ratchet Bomb and tapped and sacked it and, and nuked your giant angel merge, you would be unhappy. Ratchet indeed. Oh, the most ratchet. Yeah, I think... Wow. Most ratchetful. Well, no, I was just sitting here and I, and I was just like, yeah, that change was only like three years ago when I look when Ratchet Bomb was reprinted. It was Magic 2014. Bull. Was it really that long ago? Guess so. No. I guess so. No. I know. Time okay. is terrible. So, yeah. So, um, that that's yet another distinction between modal double face cards and transform cards is that modal double face cards have... A, uh, a mana value on both sides, asterisk, yeah, 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 lands. Right, so, so yeah, that's pretty straightforward. So let's, let's start covering all the weird stuff. Let's get into okay. the fun, fun stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, so I'm going to talk about, well, what if I blink it? So a double face card put onto the battlefield from a zone other than the stack enters the battlefield with its front face up by default. So remember when we were talking, if I can, you know, if something tells me that uh, I can put a land into play, I have to use the front face of the card. If I already have a card out, um, let's say I have a Tybalt Cosmic Imposter, okay, which is the back face of Valky God of Lies. So Tybalt's out there, impeccably, impeccably dressed, and a card is played that says, you know, exile target permanent, return to the battlefield at the end of its owner, at the end of your turn, or return to the battlefield right away. It's going to come back as a Valky God of Lies. What a bummer. Yeah. So your your fancy seven mana planeswalker that you may or may not have cheated into play, depending on how up you are on Cascade <laughs> rules, just became Valky. Um, also, if you had a land out of, let's say, oh, Vastwood Thicket, uh, which is the back face of an instant Vastwood Fortification, and that land got blinked. Does that mean the front face, which is an instant, is gets returned to the battlefield? Certainly not. <laughs> yeah, that's just chaos. That's Cats and dogs. Right. That's, that's absolutely horrible. That's crazy uh, talk. Yeah, so it's just going to stay in exile in that particular case. So... It's pretty good then. Yeah. All right. Also, if you played a spell that returned all artifacts uh, to the battlefield that were put into the graveyard this turn, okay, uh, and the artifact was a backside of the modal double face card, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't get that back. Womp womp. Yep. All right, everyone. So now for the big question: Can I transform it? Ooh. So to... it's got a back face. It does. Transform cards have back faces. They are similar, but um, this just in, so to basically any question that involves transforming a modal double-faced card, the answer is no, friends. Sorry. Modal double-faced no. cards cannot transform. They can't what? enter the battlefield transformed, and anything that tells you to do those things, you just ignore it. 
So if you do some weird copy stuff to get a modal double face card to die and then return transformed, it's just going to stay in the graveyard. All right. So what if I have a modal double face, um, double face creature, right? Creature on the front. Come on, say it's Creature on the back. Creature, uh, Uvilda. Let's say Uvilda. All right. Um, And I'm somehow able to get Uvilda to become a copy of Jace Vryn's Prodigy, okay, which has the ability that says tap, draw a card, then discard a card. If you have five or more cards in your graveyard, exile Jace Vryn's Prodigy, then return him to the battlefield transformed under his owner's control. So I'm going to tap, draw a card, discard a card. I got five more cards in my graveyard. I'm going to exile my Jace Vilda, and then I'm going to return... Jace Vilda to the battlefield as Nas- Nassar? Nas- Nassari. Nas- Nassari. Nassari. <laughs> Nassari, Dean of Expression? Are you going to do that? No. no. I don't think you are. I'm... No, it's just going to stay in exile. It is. Because it can't, it can't enter the battlefield transform. Cool in theory. Wacky in practice. Yeah. No, no bueno. So I did a whole lot of work just to exile my Uvilda. Sorry, you Vilda, I let you down. All right, so now uh, what about naming a card? So if an effect instructs a player to choose a card, they can name either face, uh, either face may be chosen. Um, so if I say, like, if I play a card that says, you know, name a card and then uh, spells with that name can't be cast, well, I just can't cast that side of the double face card. I can cast the other side because it doesn't have the same name. There's other cards that are kind of funny where it's like like there's a card that says splinter right it's it's destroy target artifact and then search the hand graveyard and library for all cards with the same name and exile them well if the back if the artifact that i just destroyed is the back face then i ain't gonna find anything with that same name in the hand graveyard or library because in the hand graveyard library its name is the front face okay um Yup. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, uh, naming a card. It's basically for uh, uh, if if you're asked to like choose choose a card name and then search the 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 library light yeah the graveyard library all that. We've kind of ruled that if you can be specific about the card that you want. So it's like uh, I don't remember what the front face is called, but the front face of you know and then. I'm suddenly blanking on the back name of a, a, you know, so if I'm like, uh, whatever the front face of Tybalt is, okay, sure, fine. We, we, we can, that's, that's specific enough that we know that that's Valky. An ounce of leniency. Yeah. So what about flashback? Um, what about most it? cards that grant flashback, grant it to sorcery and instant cards in your graveyard. This would only grant the card flashback if it was a sorcery slash instant on the front side. Additionally, with Kaldheim, they changed the rules for flashback. So you can only flashback a sorcery or instant. So if you somehow had a sorcery, sorcery, modal double-faced card in the yard and gave it flashback, you can cast either side. So that's cool. Yeah, so what they did did with Kaldheim... Is and I guess they they realized that a problem was a coming, so storms a coming. No, we're not doing storm in this episode. So flashback used to say 
you may cast this card from your graveyard by paying cost rather than its mana cost. And then, so you may cast this card from your graveyard by paying cost rather than the mana cost. So that's giving flashback. So remember how we said, if you can cast the card, if you're given permission to cast the card, you could cast either side. Uh Oh, yeah. So, so they were like, uh Oh, (laughs) Um, so they changed the rule for flashbacks to, you may cast this card from your graveyard if the resulting spell is an instant or sorcery spell. So you're still able to cast either side. If you if you have a sorcery or instant in your graveyard and it's given flashback, you're still allowed to cast either side, but because of the rule change to flashback, you can only cast a side if the resulting spell is going to be an instant or sorcery spell. So if you had a sorcery instant or instant sorcery or sorcery sorcery or instant instant, you could cast either side. Okay. But if it's if it, it was have to be so- castable to cast it. Right. If if you had uh uh and it's funny, there when we when we said when we were talking about uh you know, like, hey yeah, these cards could be anything, you know, planes planeswalkers, artifacts, stuff like that, uh, they're probably not gonna print Look, looking at looking at the rules, they're probably not going to be printing anything that's an instant sorcery on the front face and a creature on the back face, because that that exposes a whole lot of like weird weird play wackiness interactions with cards. I don't think they're going to be doing that anytime soon. Yeah, with the rules as they're currently written, I think we ran into a bunch of stuff that would have made that very peculiar. So speaking of something else that got a change, a rules change. Because of these modal double face cards, uh, let's let's talk about Cascade. Cascade had a recent change so that you can't Cascade into a more expensive spell. So let me tell you what what, what used to happen. So you could play a card with casting co- uh, uh, sorry, confirm a minute mana value of three with Cascade. Okay, and then Cascade would have you uh, exile the cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land, uh, a non-land card whose whose mana value is less than this spell's value. You can cast that. Well, what was going on? This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Uh, if you got <laughs> Valky God of Lies or cascaded into Valky God of Lies, which costs two, which is less than my the spell that I'm cascading for three, oh, I can cast it. Well, since I'm given permission to cast, well, I'm just going to cast Tybalt Cosmic Imposter without paying the mana cost, and I'm getting a seven-mana Planeswalker for cheapsies. Unfortunately, a little too good. Yeah, so they they changed, uh, much like they changed Flashback, they changed Cascade. So Cascade now says, you may, uh, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost, if the resulting spell's mana value is less than the spell's converted mana cost. So you can still cast either side, but whichever side you cast, its mana value has to be less if the resulting spell's mana value is less than this spell's mana value. Jeez, I'm going to be making that error for, you know, I've already said, even in this episode, I've said, uh, I've said put into play which hasn't been terminology for like eight years now. Well, okay, a, a minute ago, I just said Fleshbag Marauder instead of Flashback, so we're we're a mess this episode. We are a bit of a mess this episode. All right, so yeah, that's, uh, that, is, that is Cascade in a nutshell. 
we have we have learned that I can't keep mana value and spells converted mana cost straight. One day. So, one day. But today is not that day. All right, so I guess we're back to copies. Copies do some interesting things here. So if you're copying a modal double face card permanent, only the face-up values are copied. Similarly, if the modal double face card spell is copied while it's on the stack, only the originally chosen side will be copied. The copier does not get to choose the other side, although it would be kind of cool if they could. Yeah, it's it's pretty much... I mean, like getting getting into this when you start talking about the rules and stuff like that, you you think with the copy stuff you're going to be able to do all these crazy shenanigans, but it's just kind of like normal copying because you just look at the card that's face up right now. You copy the side that matters wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of unexciting. So manifesting, morphing, all that good stuff. Uh, can can you manifest it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If uh. If an effect somehow lets you lets a player cast a a, a double face card uh, as a as a face down creature spell, uh, or if a double face card enters the battlefield face down like manifest, it's gonna be a face down a face down card. We're gonna talk about substitute cards in a little bit because it's you know if you're not playing with sleeves, first off, what are you doing? What are you doing? But. Yeah, it's it's face down is a is a status that's that's represented by turning the card over. Oh no, there's another card face up. So you kind of got to cover that up somehow, probably with a sleeve or use a substitute card. That we're going to talk about those in 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 just a moment. You don't get into an infinite loop of just turning the card over and over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super important that the card remains hidden using like substitute cards or opaque sleeves. Now. Once that double face card, that modal double face card is on the battlefield face up, so it, it, it entered the battlefield via some other way, and an effect says turn it face down, it just it goes nah. No. So you can you can cast it, you can if something lets you cast it as a as a as a face down creature, face down creature spell, go for it. If something lets you manifest it, which means entering the battlefield face down, cool. If some once it's on the battlefield though, face up or uh, having its front face or back face face up, you can't turn it face down. It can't gain the face down status, so you just ignore that. So once it's on the battlefield, it's it's pretty committed to not turning. The the card like Ixa, this card makes Ixadron sad. So that's a uh, ready for some EDH. So I'm, yeah, I'm typically not much of an EDH person, but I had such a fun time looking into some of the rules for this. Um, so yeah, Commander. A double-faced card's color identity is determined by the mana cost and mana symbols in the rules text of both faces combined. If either face has a color indicator or basic land type, those are also considered. If one side of a modal double-faced card has a color that doesn't match your commander, you cannot play that card, even if you promise cross your heart that you won't play the off-color side. <laughs> I had some I had some of my regulars that were very upset with this, but yeah, you you can't can't just play the one side. You can't just consider the one side. Alright. Cool. I know. If a modal double-faced card has a legendary creature on its front face, the card can be your commander. I think there was a little bit of confusion about this, maybe some some misspeak in some notes somewhere, but but yeah, it it, do, it has been confirmed that it has to have a legendary creature on the front face. 
So you may cast either face from the command zone, except if it's a land, because again, we don't cast lands. Um, com- oh, this is kind of cool. Command tax is apl- applicable to the card. The whole card is a unit. It's not tracked for each side separately, which is a thing that I think occurs with partner cards because they are mm-hmm. two literal separate cards. So keep that in mind. That should make it easier to remember. Okay. So if I if I have a commander... If I have a commander where the back face is a land, I just can't do anything. I can't I can't do anything with that back face. I'm finding a lot of the answers to some of these weird questions is simply do not. <laughs> simply choose not to instead. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess you can't you can't cast it. So you can't make the determination. Huh? That's kind of neat. Can't. do All it. right. So that is kind of in a, in a nutshell. uh, uh Double face cards. Now we're going to talk about substitute cards in 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 a minute to highlight one of the key misunderstandings of modal double face cards is the difference between casting and uh, putting onto the battlefield. So if you are given permission to cast it, cast either side, or then you can you can do it. But if you're putting it into play. Uh, uh, returning returning creature cards from your graveyard, uh, searching your library for a card that meets a characteristic to do something with. You only look at the front face. A lot of times it's okay. going to be the front face. So that's, again, that's just, so we've been talking for 30-ish minutes, 35-ish minutes on, on this, but that that's kind of what this compresses all down to. Uh, they've tried to make this as organic as possible. And, and I think I think they have just remember that you know when the card dies when the when the card dies or when it gets bounced back to your hand or when it gets put into exile if you pulled it out of its sleeve and flipped it over so that its back face was 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 face up turn it back around in the sleeve okay that'll that'll actually help eliminate a lot of confusion something else that'll help eliminate confusion is substitute cards so you do not have to put that thing down flip it and reverse it. <laughs> So what's uh what is what are substitute cards? Well, as you said earlier, it is the artist formerly known as checklist cards. Um, sometimes you have no sleeves, or you have more commonly what I see is you have semi-transparent sleeves. Um, and being the able yellow ones, I know the yellow ones, the white ones, <laughs> the crappy yellow ones. Ugh, always being able to see the backs of your modal double face cards is not good. So you must ensure that double face cards in any hidden zone are indistinguishable from other cards in the same zone. Um, and yeah, substitute cards will help with this, but use good sleeves. If you don't want to use good sleeves, yeah, go ahead and use the substitute cards. Um, a substitute card is an optional stand-in for a double faced card in hidden zones or wherever its identity is concealed, such as in exile if it's exiled face down. You must have the actual double-faced card for each <laughs> substitute card you use. You can't cheese out of buying I, the nice I card. I hate the fact that this is this is a thing that that we have to specify. But yeah, so so you're you're saying I can't just buy one modal double-faced card and then get four checklist cards and just put the four checklist cards in my deck. I mean, really, I'm never. It's legendary, so I'm never going to have one more than one on the battlefield at a time. Well, that so, would be nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does have to be one for one with the substitute cards to actual cards owned. People will check for that in deck checks. The, that will be a thing that will be looked for. Hmm. 
Um, you can't have four subcards in your deck and only one to three of the actual card. The double-faced card should be kept apart from the rest of the deck and your sideboard. So make sure that's distinct or else it's you may run the risk of looking like you're trying to squeeze in more cards than you should or more of any specific card than you should. Mm-hmm. Um, a substitute card can be included in a deck only when it's being used to represent a double-faced card. You can't just use these as freebie playtest cards. Well, you you can, but not in a tournament. Not in like, an official sanctioned event. You know, like if you if you play if you play your substitute card and it just says swamp on it, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I mean, if you're at the kitchen table, you can write whatever you want on any of them. It's not my business. Sure. That's between you and sure you and your my, friends. My favorite but... my favorite substitute card is a revised planes. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah. See, they didn't think to print revised planes in this in these sets. So we'll, we'll have That's, to make do with substitute cards. That should really be the substitute <laughs> card of choice. Is just a revised planes. Okay. So how how do we say what substitute card we're we're substituting? Now I just kind of joked and said I play the card and it's got swamp written in a sharpie, but that's actually kind of well not for swamp, but that's kind of what you do. So with these with these uh checklist cards or sorry substitute cards my bad you would write down um zoff consumption i i just love the name of that card uh uh which is a is a modal double face card from from zendikar which transformed into zoff or uh, not transformed oh wow Ooh. um yeah the back face of the back face of zoff consumption is zoff blood bog that's so good it is um, so you would clearly write down at least one face of the double face card the, the the substitute card represents. So I would write down either Zoff Consumption, Zoff Blood Bog, or Zoff Consumption slash Blood Bog. Say that five times fast. That's stressful trying to say that, but yeah. I guess the point is to make it very, very clear what your intention is, that, so there can be no question, right? Yep. Uh, you can include other information that is visible on either face of the card. So if you want to write down the uh, the mana cost or if it's a sorcery or a land for, for Zoff consumption, but what you can, but other stuff is not allowed. So no like Lord of the Ring poems or whatever manifesto you recently read in in your college class. You can't start using those as a life tracker. You know, I immediately had this, well, that is preferred to using the back of a match slip. Oh my god. Um, Right? We see it. Yeah. (laughs) So, during the game, a substitute card is considered to be the double-faced card it represents. Now, we've been talking a lot about modal double-faced cards, but these can actually be transforming double-faced cards as well. Um, The substitute cards can represent either. But during the game, substitute card is considered to be the double-faced card it represents. If it enters a public zone, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go over to your your handy little deck box where you've got your your copies kept separate from your sideboard and swap out the actual double face card and set the substitute card aside. If the double face card is put into a, a hidden zone, you do a reverse swap. If a double face card is exiled face down or put into the battlefield face down, morph manifest, mega morph, to keep its identity hidden by using uh, either the face down substitute card or an opaque card sleeve or both. Now, here's one of the neat little things that policy lets you do. So policy is where we start getting into like how humans interact instead of how the cards interact. 
having to pull out your double face card, like if you're casting the or, or putting into putting into play the other side frequently, you might be pulling that card out of the sleeve and putting it back in a whole lot. So you're actually allowed to have cut and I'm doing air quotes copies five through eight of a double face card with your sideboard to represent the back face of the card. So you don't have to pull out of the sleeve. Now they need to be in different color sleeves. So let's say you wanted to play with the substitute cards and you had four copies of Zoff Consumption where Zoff Consumption is in the sleeve where Zoff Consumption is facing outside is, is showing. And then you had another four copies of Zoff Blood Bog in a different set of sleeves. So I've got eight copies of the card, four with the front face showing, four with the back face showing. That's fine. I can also take those those four substitute cards out and put my Zoff Consumptions in and then just have my Zoff Blood Bogs off. Whereas if I decide to play it, then I, you know, kind of show the show the player as like, okay, here's my here's my off consumption and then you pull out your soft blood bog i can't believe that this is true that's so funny i this this blows my mind i feel like why wouldn't you just put them in clear sleeves people people do that as well like you could well if you don't want to use the checklist or not i'm doing it again you don't want to use the substitute cards you know you want to have your your off consumptions in your deck but you the one in five chance that you pull out a that you want to use the Zoff blood bog you just have them over there to the side in your in your in your thing unbelievable yeah it it was actually probably more of an issue with transforms and werewolf transforms because if you think about it like there's the potential for every turn them to be flipping back and forth oh that's true that would get that would probably get irritating fast that makes sense so yeah so there's that now talking about a little bit more about uh policy and stuff about modal double face cards and we were we were laughing a little bit about your sleeves being bad if i can look at the back of your card sleeve and tell that there's a modal double face card on top of your library by looking at the back of the sleeve that's marked cards going to get got for it right and probably uh if i look at them i will see a pattern because every single one of your double face cards if one of them is they all are right okay so one of the, one of the ways to tell if you look at it and you're just like ah oh, i can't see sometimes it's the it's the type bar you know where it's like creature merfolk wizard you'll be able to see that bar faintly so if you like kind of move the card in and out of the sleeve you'll be able to see that bar move another thing that might tip off is not fully opaque sleeves you can almost always see the white mana dot on the back of cards through this through the sleeve if it's not you know truly opaque yeah, any of the and higher contrast areas, any any areas with white on black that make it really stark are easier to see. Yeah. Right. So the lack of having that white dot is also kind of a giveaway. So a, a tip that this may border on paranoia, but I promise it's worthwhile is to make sure make sure your cards aren't your sleeves aren't see through in different lighting as well, because that's something we ran into one time at the top eight of a Grand Prix where the oh. The lighting in the rest of the room made the card made it. They they were totally opaque. They were fine. But once we got into the special lighting in the special area for top eight, suddenly we could see through the sleeve. So just go check. Just go check in different lighting just to be sure. That 
that sounds like something really hard to test at a GP, you know? It is. It's like, one of those things, like, if you have access to different types of indoor lighting, maybe just give it a look. All right. Well, that, I believe, as they say, is that. That's that on that. Yeah. Um, modal, modal double face cards, really super cool. I think the the complexity that they added from a rule standpoint was also taken away because you can't do any of the, the wacky transform stuff that you could do with transform cards. Basically, once you get it on a side, it's it's that way on the battlefield and it can't it can't do any of the any of the silliness that uh that you can do with transform cards. Yeah, these aren't as confusing as I thought they were going to be when we first talked about doing this episode and I think they're neat. I think they're a really neat design space and one of my favorite parts of managing a game store throughout this era has actually been seeing people come in who haven't played magic in a long long time being like what what are these cards and just watching their face light up when they realize it could be a land it could be a creature it's a you choose you know yeah yeah it's like magic i mean it's truly magical i think it's really (laughs) neat stuff oh def definitely all right well do you want to do you want to take us out Hold on, hold on. Let me give this a go. All right, friends, that's our episode. Join us next time. Um, we don't have a episode theme yet, but we might be complaining about conferences. <laughs> <laughs> Spilling the tea. All right, until then, you can send us an email at judgecast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at judgecast. Until next time, I'm Samantha Har, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep it fair. things so let me let me tell you like transform stuff one of the one of the things that you could do with transform and copy all right so let's say i had a archangel avison okay familiar with that card uh i'm about to be okay yes yes i am okay so i have an archangel of avison and i make her a copy of civilized scholar Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I, my Avacyn Scholar, I tap her to draw a card, then discard a card. And I discarded a creature card. So we're going to untap my civil, my Avacyn Scholar and then transform her. So physically, the card flips over to reveal Avacyn the Purifier. But the copy effect is still sitting on top of it, which is making Avacyn the Purifier still look like a civilized scholar. Nuh-uh. Yeah, so even though I've got the copy, the what? copy effect is sitting, the copy effect is sitting on top of the card, essentially. So even though the card underneath of it is flipping and doing a barrel roll, it's the copy effect is still sitting on top of it and making it a civilized scholar. No way. No possible yeah. way. Yeah. No possible. How does it not see that it's a something else that's been flipped? Because of like I don't know what it would copy, see it as, but like because because copy effects sit on top of the actual printed card, and the printed card is Avacyn the Purifier, and it's got a copy effect sitting on top of it. My mind is blown. I gotta admit, I <laughs> I I would never have gotten that question right in a million years. <laughs>